1: Welcome to Retheme This, the Patreon-exclusive edition of Theme Park This, where we dare to retheme the most beloved attractions of all time. My name is Kyle Crane, and with me today
2: I have Mr. Brian Green. Oh, hello there. Oh, hello, Brian, and Mr. Scott Corelli. I think everyone agree, would agree that this is the most beloved attraction to ever be built at <laughs> of Walt yes. Disney Park, and of course, you're talking about Stitch's Great
1: Escape, so yeah. uh-huh. uh, which is ripe for a retheming since it has recently gone permanent 101. Uh, yep. It is down and scra- I guess they're scra- I don't know. We haven't really heard like I mean, we know they're going to retheme it, but we all they said is that they're shutting it down, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be an empty building for at least a few years at this point oh yeah very long long time time. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, my my guess is ultimately they'll end up just hollowing out the whole thing and putting something else in there Um, god i hope so that like completely something completely different would be my guess
0: three attractions off the
2: same you know skin is it's too much oh it's more than that my friend it's more than that.
0: Oh, that's right. You're, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah the, the history of, of, uh, of Stitch's Great Escape goes back to uh, opening day at Disneyland with yeah, Rockets to right. the Moon. Yeah. Um, Rockets to the Moon then begot Flight to the Moon uh, until the 70s, which then begot Mission to Mars. And, uh, and, and possibly the most obscure theme park movie adaptation ever. Directed by Brian De Palma, Mission to Mars is based on the ride Mission to Mars, which Yes, I had absolutely no idea was Trill. Well, um, how would you? There's like barely any tie to it at all other than the name. mind-boggling. Yeah, mind-boggling. Yeah. Have you seen the film, Scott? I have not. I have not. Mm. I've never been interested in seeing the film until now. Um, yeah, I want to say that that, that, was, that was the first ride adaptation film that they actually attempted, right? Yeah, you might be right about that actually. Um yeah. unless you count uh, uh, uh the the tower uh uh yeah, uh, okay. tower of terror um for uh, what ABC A- ABC uh yeah. Sunday night movie something like that, right? I think so. With Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst, yeah. what a dynamic duo! Oh, we need to
0: talk about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, at some point, we'll definitely talk about that. Maybe fast maybe fast for October. Yeah, maybe Halloween instead of talking about uh, the haunted mansion movie, that would be good. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I'm sure everybody would enjoy hearing that. Yeah. Um, so,
1: you have? Did you? Did you guys ever ride this before it was uh, extraterrestrial?
2: I've never ridden this. Period. So. Oh. Yeah. So I, I'm going to do my best here, but, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't have firsthand experience. I watched a bunch of ride throughs to try and, uh, uh, get the, the gist and I, I found some pretty good ones. And so like, I think I, I got the gist of it. I know I'm missing out on a lot of like sensory experience, but yeah. Um, but I think I, I understand what it's doing. And I feel, I also feel like it's probably running on similar technology as, um, some of the stuff that was in like the, the, uh, the Muppets three d show mm-hmm. um and so I, I I kind of i remember that, and so I, I'm i like, okay, yeah, i mean i I get it, I guess, um but you know there's only so much I can do because i've never read <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brian? Did you ever get a chance to to write it before it was
1: stitch
0: i not that I remember mm. oh before stitch yes i I, I wrote extraterrestrial for sure okay. uh, but no, before that i don't remember mission to Mars at all mm-hmm. uh I would have been a very young child at that point. Uh, So maybe, but I I couldn't tell you. I I loved extraterrestrial. Like it was like I was that kid that was real weird and wanted to be on that all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, same for me. That was uh that was one of my favorites. And you know, Scott to to speak to what you were saying. Um I do kind of feel like you might have missed out a little bit on this oh, one yeah. because even though there were some very cheap tricks, it was stuff you were not expecting and it was done very well. Mm-hmm. Um I remember one effect that they had that really stuck with me and Brian, you might remember this too. Uh there's a sequence where there is a uh a catwalk above you and mm-hmm. they have someone with a flashlight up there who's supposed to be fixing something. Their video monitor comes up and then you see the alien attend- them and then the light goes out place goes completely dark and then they spray warm water on everybody so you get the feeling like you're being yeah like doused in blood and it was so (laughs) visceral and weird that it was just like oh my gosh that's i mean it was one of those things where you're horrified and then laughing like at the same time because it was it was so gross but
0: yeah my favorite was always the the shoulder harnesses Mm -hmm. that they had which you know seem very at the time, it was like, "Oh, what's the point of this? You're not, this ride doesn't actually go anywhere." Uh, but my favorite part is that when the lights are completely out and you hear the alien going around the room, yeah. that harness pushes down on your shoulders as it's walking on top of your heart, the back of your chairs. Oh. Yeah, it's and that's it's it's such a oh, it's it, it, I'm getting chills just <laughs> thinking about it because it's <laughs> such a cool effect. It, it, they had
1: really great binaural audio too so you, it, would, it would actually, you would hear different parts of the room scream because it would make its way around the room at different times so you'd hear people screaming like, what's going on? And then it would get to you like a wave at a uh, football game or something and then you're like, oh, okay, now mm-hmm. I see. Little tricks, like little air uh, release in the back that kind of felt like this tongue of the alien was flick at the back of your neck. It, it all sounds really cheap and, and dumb but it was, they really sold it to you. Mm-hmm. The, the whole yeah. thing was, they did a really good job. The
2: animatronic of the alien was great as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so, really impressed by the the tim curry uh animatronic the uh simulated intelligence robotics uh uh-huh. s- yeah uh s s i r i guess originally called uh tom 2000 which is interesting <laughs> technobot so, wait, is it, is it... oratorical mechanism series 2000
0: not related to tom Morrow. i guess not no. Huh. Um, okay.
2: But but uh, really r- insane cast. I mean, there's the yeah. guy that we probably shouldn't talk about, and is the no. reason I think it was rethemed <laughs> in the first place. Um, and uh, that we'll just say the principal from Ferris Bueller. Um, but uh, uh, you know, also you know, Tim Curry was the robot, and then you also had uh, Kevin Pollak and Kathy Najimi were yeah. uh, were two, the two uh, aliens in the. Uh, like, I guess the theater section, right? They were like the ones on mm-hmm. screen that like screwed something up. Um, I that's like a pretty crazy cast of actors for this, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and don't forget Tyra Banks, too.
2: Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Tyra Banks. Alien. Yeah. yeah. These
1: Twilight looking aliens. Um, the excess yeah. tech company was actually really cool because it wasn't just represented in, um, uh in alien encounter it was almost like c where they kind of were like we're in different rides and stuff at disney quest they had an excess tech ride uh which was did you you guys ever uh uh play that game over in uh, which one which one so I, i don't know the name of it but the the vehicle looked like a big spider and you were like in the middle of it uh and it was like these four legs this is what it's it's a virtual reality type game so you'd have two people sit on one side two people sit on the other side behind you and you you all had guns and you were trying to bounce this giant spider up and down. And it was like on a big VR screen. And some of them were gunners. Some of them would like pick up these, um, I guess like colonists that were being attacked by aliens or something. But it was really weird because it was like, Oh, we're excess tech and we're flying you up to the excess colony to rescue all these people. But it was really wild because, um, you know if you had ridden the ride earlier in the day in tomorrowland and then you got over to disney quest later and saw that it was like oh they're you know trying to wrap all this stuff in it's some sort of like synergistic like storytelling thing so um, mm-hmm. it was kind of a cool representation of that really
0: yeah i don't uh, i don't remember that one at all and i feel like i remember disney quest pretty well that's interesting
1: yeah it's i don't know if it was always an operation it was on the top level um kind of with their weird virtual reality game where you had the uh-huh. lightsaber before they owned uh, star wars so right uh yeah um so that that was cool. But then uh, then it was replaced by something
2: much inferior uh, a few years later. <laughs> well, I, I – I, I, okay. So I have I – have, I mean, granted, I didn't write either of these. But I will mm-hmm. say uh, as much as I am like fascinated by the concept of extraterrestrial – this ride had absolutely no place being in a Disney park. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like Stitch makes so much more sense and it was like it's a very easy retheme. They turned it into like a fun Kitty ride thing and the animatronics but it's still are still terrifying
0: yeah oh is it <laughs> oh oh yes it's still horrifying yeah it's <laughs> something it's those... that will not change with my retheme. by the way
1: <laughs> uh i think i think brian what you may be getting to is to still use the same kind of lights out in your restraints or pushing down on you type thing so right. uh, whereas extraterrestrial i think probably scared a lot of people along in age this was if you were a kid going into either one stitch is still kind of frightening yeah um yeah, but but like you're saying, Scott, the animatronic of Stitch is phenomenal. It's probably yeah. one of the anim- best animatronics in any of the parks.
2: Yeah. Plus, we had the you have the robot with the voice of Richard Kind, and like, who doesn't want need want and need more Richard
0: Kind? We yeah. always need more Richard Kind. <laughs> yeah, I Sergeant- gotta go back real fast to Excess uh, Tech. Uh, Excess yeah. Tech also played a part in Stitch's Supersonic Celebration, which is oh. <laughs> an abomination of a live show at Disney World that nobody should watch. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I think it's like that along with the Dick Tracy thing, were like the two shortest lived things ever in a park. The story is that Bob Iger actually went to Stitch's Supersonic Celebration, saw it, and was like we got to shut this down immediately this is terrible <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but uh yeah um it was interesting too because this the stitch's great escape was also like a prequel to the lilo and stitch film so you kind of right. got this uh early virgin uh, early version of stitch which was like kind of a little bit meaner uh which i think maybe scared kids as well but um the disgusting part of that ride uh, is the chili dog burp brian i know you remember that
0: oh it's bad it's yes. real awful yeah it,
1: almost as bad as uh figment farting on you in oh uh, journey to imagination <laughs> but somehow more that disgusting. ride makes
0: me so mad can we retheme that can we can we do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> at some point yeah yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
2: on the list that we, we're been... long overdue to uh, to retheme an epcot ride oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: um well, uh, uh, just real quick, I did ride uh, the Mission to Mars uh, back in the early '80s a few times, and oh. uh, there's not a whole lot to say about it um, other than the fact that they really sold a young kid on the fact that you might actually be traveling to Mars. Uh, and it was uh, it had a couple of cool concepts in it, like they talked about faster than light travel in the ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also um, had kind of a funny opening show where they're talking about uh, that they're monitoring the the takeoff landing strip. Uh, for any intrusions and you get all these alarms going off and you're like oh what's that something's coming in and they cut to a monitor and it was like this albatross coming in for a landing and it was a real footage of an albatross like completely like crash landing and flipping over and over it was always a funny gag but uh, other than that I think it had a little bit of mobility on the seats where when the ride was supposed to be taking off the seats kind of dipped down a little bit and folded up a little bit Mm -hmm. which was uh, really kind of sold the thing there was a projection above and below so above you you would see the sky you were going into and below you would see the land you were leaving off from so uh yeah yeah it was um uh i mean for it was it was old when it came out you know because it was still using the same technology for the flight to the moon but uh yeah that stuck around for a while because i think um alien encounter wasn't until kind of the late 90s i think mm-hmm. when it came across so um, yeah,
2: it was like it was like n- like 96 or 97 i think extra yeah. oh no no 94 was ninety four oh, okay? Was the soft 90s. opening date, and then they changed a few things about it, and then it right. had its official opening date in uh, summer of ninety five. Okay, that makes okay. sense. Yeah, because yeah. that early version I think was scarier. Yes, um, they had yeah. to like tone it down just to, just a smidge. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not much apparently because I'm yeah. still horrified.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the he the, the Eisner had to appease uh, Breck, so
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All hell, Breck. Um,
2: yeah, we all love Breck. Breck should have a statue. Uh, there should be, a, <laughs> there should be, there should be a a when, whenever we get a a, a fifth Disney gate. Um, there should be a new statue called Partners, and it should just be Michael Eisner and Breck. Uh, <laughs> yep, <laughs> hand in hand. Um, looking at bank accounts. Uh, I I so so I do want to just sort of um, briefly walk through the 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 ride just a little bit Um, just so like people know what we're retheming. We're always trying to like improve these shows. And I realize that sometimes I think we take for granted that everyone knows as much about this stuff as we do. Uh Um, So, so I think it'd be a good idea to just sort of walk through it. So there are two pre-shows and then the main attraction room. And the first pre-show is like a video pre-show. And then there is the second pre-show room, which features an animatronic, uh you uh, usually a robot, um creating a, a a sort of like mini presentation of what you're going to see on a larger scale in the main room. Right. Um and sort of walking through like some of the trouble that you could run into and things like that. The first video in the first pre-show is like sort of explaining excess tech, or in the case of I think Lilo and Stitch Sort of explaining like the prison system or Mm -hmm. something. So then you go into the main room, and the main room is basically a theater of the round sort of concept um, where you're all around, you're all sitting around a stage. And the stage, in this case, is a big tube with an animatronic in it that breaks out, et cetera, et cetera, all the things that we described already. So that's sort of the structure of the ride. It has two pre shows and then the main attraction room. We keep saying ride, it's not really a ride. It doesn't move, you know, it's a, it's, it's literally just a kind of theater in the round presentation. Mm -hmm. All of that seem correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And I just want to add real quick that there
1: were two theaters doing this simultaneously.
2: Oh, oh, I didn't know that. that.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember getting that both of them released at one time and I walked out of one and accidentally started walking into another and a cast member had to direct me oh okay oh. so it's
2: a bit like soren in that there's there's two there's two theater rooms okay right so basically a, a path
1: that goes in a y uh one group would be led to another next group would come in and then they'd be led into the next one so okay it's cool go like
2: that all right yeah. all right awesome yeah. um okay so that's uh that is this ride it's weird to call it extraterrestrial that we're retheming that because really we're retheming stitch's great escape but uh, extraterrestrial, I think, is the more iconic of the two. And so yeah. um, it's hard not to just say that that's what we're retheming. Um, okay. Who wants to go first? <laughs> um, you, uh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go first okay, this week. Okay, sure. Yeah,
1: okay. So um, my retheme for Alien Encounter is going to be Alien Encounter. Oh. But... It's not going to be excess Tech. It's going to be the Whalen Utani Corporation. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So uh, this goes back a long time ago because the original use for this theater was going to be a ride called Nostromo. You guys familiar with
2: that? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, if you haven't heard, this was going to be a light gun game where you were going to be on board uh, the spaceship Nostromo from Alien, and you're going to be shooting at the alien. And they were like, No, 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 we can't put an alien in the park. Uh, But I want to say that they actually somehow got the rights to use the Alien in theme parks, and that's how we ended up with Alien as a part of the uh, great movie right later on. Yes.
2: Yeah. So Basically, if I remember correctly, Eisner made the deal without consulting anyone else on the board. Yeah, it sounds Uh, like Eisner. (laughs) Yeah, and then when he brought it to them, everyone in Imagineering and everyone on the board was like, uh... You want us to do what now? Like we're not—we're <laughs> not making an R-rated game or an R-rated ride. That's insane. Uh, yeah. And so, but he'd already bought it, so then he—he he made them put it on a Great Movie Ride. Right. Yeah. Well, much in the vein of me wanting to retheme Hollywood
1: Tower Hotel to The Shining Overlook Hotel. Uh, I'm going to go R-rated with this one. So, <laughs> um, the uh, f- so the the concept for this ride is that the Wayland Utani Corporation, the evil company from the Alien franchise, is bringing everybody in to show them their new um, uh, military tech that they have on display so you'd walk through a room where they're going to be showing you their different uh, colonial marines guns things like that uh, new apc from the films and then they've got an alien a xenomorph inside of a big glass tube where you're uh, just in a similar vein where a robot would be explaining to you uh, about the teleportation stuff. It's going to be talking to you about the uh, ways that they could use uh, xenomorphs in fighting off-world, uh, I guess, keeping ho- colonies under control. They never really explained in Aliens what the military did, but I guess I'm, I'm assuming there. Um, but the actual show itself would involve the same seating situation, everybody sitting down, uh, where you're going to be transported off of this world into a spaceship. And of course it's a, it's a theme park ride. Something goes wrong. That glass breaks and a xenomorph gets loose in the room. So the same situation, the lights would be going down and you'd feel the alien stalking around you and everything. Um, Except uh, in this one, uh, it's you instead of a crew member up top of the flashlight trying to restore power to everything. You're going to have the Colonial Marines shooting at and fighting the alien above you. So you get to hear like kind of the iconic sound effects of the guns going off, uh, them being pulled around the room, maybe you know like dropped down below. Uh, And the uh, the entire ride would actually end when the rocket is able to take off and the alien would be ejected from the top down through the rockets on the bottom. So a hole would open up on the bottom. Them, where you actually have an alien animatronic fall from the ceiling, down through the floor below you, and you get to see it burn up in the uh, in the uh, engines of the ship.
2: So. That'd be a that'd be a good use of the uh, one of those stunt animatronics. Um. That yes. They, that they're uh-huh. inventing uh-huh. for the Spider-Man thing. Uh, I would also suggest a a bit in it with the um the iconic scene from Aliens with the uh with the beeping dots or whatever. Like yes, incorporate yeah. that and s- at some point in like the darkness, I think that would be really cool. It would uh, be cool if one
1: of the Marines was actually walking down the room behind you, maybe, and you were hearing that go off as mm-hmm. it walked around.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, I'd really like uh, to see. What, uh, with what they do on Rise of the Resistance with the projection mapping to show the laser blasts, mm-hmm. do that, but with xenomorph blood on the ceiling.
1: Oh, oh cool. That'd be great. Yeah. And yeah. maybe bullet holes, too, coming you know close to uh, the fuel tanks and stuff like yeah. that around the Very room. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, of course, would never get built because uh, it's the Magic Kingdom, but uh, I think it would be a pretty cool Come use to of something. the Magic
2: Kingdom. And-
1: <laughs> but I, I would... I mean, look, Disney owns Aliens now because uh, it's, it's a Fox property, and I would love to see that in a park somewhere. They've worked with James Cameron before, so, um, you know, hopefully that's a relationship that could be rekindled at some point. So um, I don't see it happening, but yeah, <laughs> we can dream, so...
2: I mean, maybe if they re-themed... Uh, if they, I mean, they've already done it before. Then they, I remember they were looking for a name for it. If they rethemed uh, uh, Disney Hollywood Studios to like 20th Century Studios, because yeah. uh, it was MGM before, then mm-hmm. it was like generic Disney Hollywood Studios. If they changed it to 20th Century Studios mm-hmm. or Disney's 20th Century Studios or whatever, you could put an alien ride in that park. And I don't think anyone would uh, throw too big of a fit about it. Right.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, Yeah. because Star
2: Wars was already started out as a Fox property. So, you know, why not? That'd yeah, be cool. Yeah. It, it might establish that too, is you know Disney is kind of
1: um, they lose a little bit in uh, market share every October to Universal for Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, and having Aliens in there is not full like slasher type you know horror territory, and you could probably sure. do something with it for like a PG thirteen type crowd. So sure. yeah, that'd probably be a good place for it. So mm. uh, yeah, that's me, the Alien Encounter, but a different kind. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah, thanks. excellent.
0: I love it. Yeah. Who's next? I'll go next. Okay. Uh, All right, so uh, right next door to uh, Alien Encounter slash Stitch's Great Escape at uh, the Magic Kingdom, uh, we have another attraction. It's called uh, Monsters, Inc. Scare Floor. Mm. And so I'm thinking about... I was thinking about how to incorporate that. And so what I've decided to do is... uh, We're gonna have sort of like a bootleg-looking Monsters Inc. scare floor entrance right next door, Uh, and what we're gonna find out is that actually Randall, the villain from the original Monsters Inc., is actually trying to rekindle his plan to extract screams from monsters Uh, because you know they at the end of the Monsters Inc. they discover oh laughs are you know more uh, you know generate more power than screams do, Uh, so. Randall is trying to get these humans that are going into the scare floor or to the laugh floor, uh, to go into his version so he can extract their screams. Uh, so you go in Randall, uh, Randall and fungus, they tell you about their evil plan and what they're going to do to you. Uh, you you sit down in the, uh, the large circle theater and the same thing happens where the, uh, the harnesses come down. And I was thinking originally, uh, an animatronic Randall would appear in the center of the room where the alien is and stitches right now, uh, but I do think it would be really a good idea to maybe do him as a projection like Ray and Rise of the Resistance because Randall disappears, he turns invisible, so if we could make him uh, so there 's a way to make him immediately uh, disappear without having to have like a smoke effect or something or like a smoke shield, that would be really cool, uh, but Randall would uh, come around uh he he might like run around and stuff but but i think the big thing is we want to have that scream extractor come in he locks you in and then the scream extractor starts coming towards your face uh the good thing about this is the uh the lights can stay on for this one you know because the fact is randall turns invisible you don't need to turn the lights off for him to run around the room uh but the yeah, the magic would be the, the really scary moment would be that scream extractor coming towards you, Randall running around. Uh my uh, Sully is not in the uh, lafflore. So I think he and Boo need to come and save the day at the end of it. Uh so I think maybe have some sort of an interaction with Boo up in the rafters like they they do an alien encounter uh where they they take out uh, they take out what's his name? Uh not Sully, uh, uh, Randall. Uh, and then maybe, oh, here's, here we go. Uh, so we have a projection, a uh, projection hologram for Randall, but a, an animatronic Sully and Boo come out into the center of the room. And that is, uh, at the end of the ride and to let you out. That's oh, great. nice.
1: I, I really love the idea of keeping the lights on and having him visible. Cause you could keep all those gags of the shoulder restraints going down and completely eliminate the thing that was frightening everybody, which is turning the lights off.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, i would say uh just in an effort to plus it up a little bit i would say that i think the pre-show room with randall explaining what he's about to do to you uh-huh. uh uh should be changed to uh, like the, the them saying like oh we're gonna make you laugh and we're gonna take the thing away from you and then when you get into the room randall takes it over oh and that's it's good. like oh no actually i'm gonna we're gonna make you <laughs> scream because it doesn't i can't i can't I mean, look, it's a theme park, so, like, they're going to do whatever we tell them to do regardless. But if we're talking about story, it doesn't make any sense that the audience is like, oh, yeah, cool, you're going to scare the shit out of me? Awesome. All right, (laughs) yeah. Sounds great, Randall. Like, it's...
0: It's sort of it, like uh, what's the the Shrek ride at Universal Studios? Like they're like, okay, now proceed to the right to be tortured, <laughs> right? Yeah, like literally. And then there's no there's there's no mention of a torture. Like you go into this room, and then all uh, we're all of a sudden on an adventure with Shrek. It's weird. Yeah, well, well that is, is the torture, torture. right? It's that is oh, oh, yeah,
2: torture.
0: Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle that's uh, I made <laughs> the same joke simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's Rand, uh, Randall Boggs's uh scare floor. Nice.
2: Um okay, so mine before we get into it, I want to um explain how I'm going to rebuild the room a little bit before I go into what it is. So okay, okay so one of my favorite theme park gags, I think, and I say gag not because it's funny but because it's like a little a little magic trick is in the uh, Poseidon's Fury where the the walls come up on the room and, you know, there's like a flash, the walls come up, you can't see that the walls have come up and then by the time your eyes adjust, you're in this massive stage show that's like, oh my God, like, and Poseidon's Fury is lame, but, but, um, you know, other than that tunnel and that effect, it's pretty lame, but that's a really cool effect. So what I want to do is take the, um uh the room the 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 room that you're in currently as uh you know Stitch's great escape or whatever and sort of build a new wall closer tighter to the backs of the seats um and then take the wall that exists now and turn it into a big projection mapping screen okay um okay so that's that's going to be the technology and at some point we're going to use the the lifting sort of um um device so what this ride is is it is going to be um a much like the excess tech uh uh you know version of the the ride or um, or attraction um was a uh, sort of like a um was it, it was like a convention or something right was the was the conceit of it um, yeah, it was like a present so. yeah it was like a presentation by XS tech and they were like kind of showing off several technologies and you just happened to be w- uh, watching the teleportation technology right mm-hmm. so this is going to be similar because it is in Tomorrowland, and so I want it to fit in Tomorrowland. And so this is going to be PIM Technologies. Ooh. And this is going to be an Ant-Man and the Wasp ride oh. or attraction. Oh, okay. Um, and, so, and so the idea is that um, you're going to be, uh, you know, entering in. You get the first pre-show. You get the history of Pim Tech. You get the history of Ant-Man, um, you know, all those old newsreels and um, kind of a lot of the stuff that uh, went, on in the first two movies and the kinds of things that they worked on and, and how they, the quantum realm and stuff helped save the world in, in Endgame and all of that stuff. Then in the next room, you get a, a full animatronic Ant-Man on the Wasp, which is going to be great because you can see their eyes um, through their mask, but you don't have to like have like human, a human animatronic, which always looks rough. I love... Uh, Rise of the Resistance, but like that Finn animatronic is a little—I mean, it's it's rough. Like you you mm-hmm. can you look at it and you're like, well, that's obviously not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, but being able to hide a lot of those flaws behind those the Ant Man and the Wasp mask, but still see their eyes and they're moving fluidly and everything, I think could be a really cool uh experience like just seeing those guys move in the same way that i think the animatronic spider-man that's going to be um on the spider-man ride when it opens is going to be really cool um so so we have uh ant Man the Wasps sort of explaining like okay you know we we have all of this like shrinking and 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 beginning whatever um <laughs> uh, uh technology and like how how can we use it um to to you know, better things or, or what have you. And part of the presentation is um, uh, uh, using a, the, uh, uh, the technology to grow an ant, um, this, this ant named Antonio Banderas, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, growing uh, Antonio Banderas from the size of an ant to um, the size of something else or uh, the of a bigger, bigger ant. And then I think, On video screens, you're going to have Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne um, also explaining that, like, okay, we're also going to do this thing where we can can teleport things from here to there and shrink them in the process of the teleportation. So they aim it at a car, and then the car appears, and it's, like, small inside the thing, but it's the same car that you saw on screen. So it's, like, stuff like that. And they're like, okay, so we're going to have, like, this really cool presentation in the main room. And then you go in the main room. And, it, you know, and you sit down and it's it's pretty much, you know, the same the way it always is. But of course, um, the thing that uh, gets in the way the the two, you know, the two bumbling uh, uh, aliens that that ruin the day um, in uh, uh, extraterrestrial in this ride is, of course, Louis, Dave and Kurt. <laughs> um, and uh, and they're going to push something that they're not supposed to push and uh, it is actually going to send the audience into the quantum realm. And Ooh. so when this happens, um, we're going to have a screen on top where uh, you can see everyone getting bigger and then disappearing as you go into the quantum realm, the lights are going to flicker and then that's when the walls are going to drop down and you're going to see the projection mapping of like the quantum realm all around you in this sort of like 3d quantum realm thing. One of the effects that I want to have, because I think it would be incredible is I want a animatronic wasp or Ant-Man to be in there with you and then have to jump into action to sort of fight against like the amoebas or whatever those creature things are Carter in the Griggs. quantum realm yeah mm-hmm. those things because um, that's going to be the sort of the the, the alien in this is going to be one of those things um, and so what I want is them to have to jump into action and actually shrink in front of you so what I'm oh. picturing is an animatronic it, stunt animatronic or, or maybe even a, an actor is going to come out of the suit jump and as they jump they're jump into so like you have a screen at like a mini screen in front of a bigger screen they're jumping in like in between the two and what you're seeing is they jump disappear and you see them shrink on the on the mini screen and then you have a small like animatronic or whatever like flying around or something like that um but the idea would be that you would see it happen in front of you which i think would be like the coolest effect oh yeah um But yeah, the idea is just that they have to save you from the quantum realm and it's going to be similar to the ending of the first Ant-Man where he can't get his like uh, belt buckle thing to work, right? Mm-hmm. Because he has to like catch the the little uh, little chip or whatever, and so that's what they're trying to get is the chip while also fighting off um, all of those creatures. And then they get the chip, and everyone has to like push a button on their on their seat that grows them all back to regular size again <laughs> and, and pulls them out of the quantum realm. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's my ride. I don't know what it would be called, but.
0: Uh, okay. i have an idea uh okay. hanky i shrunk the audience nice
2: <laughs> um but it would be uh it would be uh yeah it would be it would be a lot better than that ride because that ride that, that 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 honey i shrunk the audience is not good um,
0: how dare you
2: um how dare i what how dare <laughs> you it? come on yeah. come on come on Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great i love that
1: that's really ambitious too and uh it's. I think. It, I don't know what what I like more that one or your your idea for the Tower of Terror with, um, uh, Thor. Mm, yeah. The Ragnarok rock idea. Yeah. Those are both really great.
2: Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. I. I, I really. I, I. like this, and I think. I. I just think it's because Ant Man isn't in. Uh, isn't at. Uh, I don't think he's he's featured anywhere at. Um.
0: Universal uh, Islands of Adventure. Yeah,
2: Islands of Adventure. So I so, feel like that might mean that he's like cool to like be in a in a ride at uh. uh a disney park maybe we you need to help. find
1: it there is a google docs okay. spreadsheet out there created by aaron adams and jim hill where they've actually asked people to walk around islands of adventure and document every character on there so they can have a list of everybody that disney could possibly
2: use and if they're not on there then uh yeah, yeah. maybe so and it's got to awesome. be better than this this the stupid uh buzz lightyear overlay that they have it like wh- where is that is that hong kong disneyland
0: oh oh yeah 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 uh like it's like Hong Kong.
2: Yeah. It's like micro like Ant-Man micro adventure. It's just like a Buzz Lightyear shooting the Buzz Lightyear shooting game, but they, they rethemed it to be Ant-Man and it looks lame. It's pretty lame. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, In general, in general, less (laughs) shooting games. Yeah. Less shooting games. Um, I think, I think they do it because kids like it. And, and I think the line moves pretty quick, but like, Mm -hmm. and I get that, but man, I am so sick of those rides. Every time a new ride is announced, and I'm really excited. And they're like, it's a shooting gallery ride. And I'm like, oh, man, come on. Really? Hey, you're, you're, you're precious Spider Man, but it's a shooting gallery game.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm so sorry, Scott. Yeah, I know. I know.
2: Um, but yeah, so that's my, uh, that's, that's my uh, PimTech uh, retheme for this. I think it's I, it. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, is that, uh, is that our retheme? I think we so. rethemed it. Yeah. All right. We rethemed uh, Stitch's Great Escape.
1: <laughs> I think some, <laughs> some, uh, some pretty strong options to choose from there. So yeah. those all sound like rides I would want to ride. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, well folks, thank you so much for being a supporter of genre and, uh, yeah. you can look forward to more
2: of this stuff coming up very soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I do have yeah. one thing I want to plug, uh, mm-hmm. because I am plugging it for the patrons. Um, Nick and I just, uh, recently announced what our new podcast is going to be. Uh, it is a podca- podcast called franchiseography in which we, uh, break down the filmographies of a franchise one movie at a time. Um, um, and uh, we have set up a poll for um, our first set. So we have, we have six genres uh, that we're going to sort of alternate through and which um, franchise we choose uh, to, to actually t- cover on the show uh, is voted on by you guys, the, the Patreon subscribers. And so um, I, I just want to say what our first set of uh, our round one uh, uh, poll is for, for, uh, for this. So under the action adventure category, we have the Born Identity franchise. Under horror, we have Scream. Under comedy, we have Men in Black. Under sci-fi fantasy, we have the Planet of the Apes franchise. And uh, under superheroes, we have x-men under animation we have shrek and under drama we have rocky um so uh we want we're going to do one of those and uh we want you guys to vote and choose which ones uh which one we're going to cover
0: first i will uh, be campaigning for scream Uh, so everyone vote scream (laughs) nice i was gonna
1: say rocky uh, but any one of those sounds like it could be a fantastic show and you and Nick get together, you do some really good stuff. The, uh, not writing show you guys do is, is one that I particularly enjoy. Oh, thank to. you. It's like a nice, cool, chill hangout, you know, with the two smart guys talking about stuff. So
2: yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's good. I'm glad that that's, uh, we're pulling that off cause that's definitely yeah. what our attention is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with all of these, uh, for example, the planet of the apes one that is from the, the, the 69 film all the way to uh, war. Of oh. the Planet of the Apes, um, the, the, the Matt Reeves film. So I think wow. that's three, f- uh, eight, nine, plus the Tim Burton movie. So that's nine films that we would be covering mm. um, in that one. I think the X-Men one is the longest at 12 or 13. Oh, wow. 13 with New Mutants. Um, wow. So that's, that's the longest one there. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's our, that's our first set of options so go, go and vote it's on uh, Patreon and because you are listening to this you are a Patreon subscriber so you can go vote um, so go, go do the thing and uh, appreciate everyone who does that and we are very excited about Franchiseography pre- premiering next year awesome I'm going to go to vote right now so okay. <laughs> <laughs> alright folks well thank you so much for
1: joining us everybody have a gr- great time we will see you again soon Bye-bye. bye
0: bye